0: Thanks for joining us today.
1: You are listening to one of our partner shows. It is the Tour Coach Podcast with Tony Ruggiero. He has some phenomenal guests on talking about teaching
0: tour pros. He'll have his players on. It's always a great show. Today was another great episode. I
1: want to share that with you here on the Golf Science Lab Podcast. Let's get into it.
0: So here we are, U.S. Open Week. I've actually remembered to turn the recorder on. I'm seeing the little voice thing go. So that's a start. That's a positive for me. But yeah. the last time I think we all three sat down to do one of these at a major, I think was at the PGA up at... Uh,
2: it was at the U.S. Open at... Uh, it was in New York. Wingfoot.
0: No, Baltus Raw. No, No, not Baltus Wingfoot. Raw. Page. Uh,
2: yes, it was the. PGA. But that was Beth the PGA, that's well, the You're right.
0: That's right. It Good was. memory. And the, yeah, I mean... Yeah. Surprise. So, of course, why would you doubt my memory? anyway so colby thanks for making the effort to come over greg thanks for hosting me this week here of course i'm just glad you didn't have to kick me out tonight i was gonna for a little bit of work living on the street it was touch and go (laughs) so colby i want to start with you first of all we had a great week last week really the first week we all got together for our elite performance program with the folks that come in just to work with us i thought that was awesome what did you think about that greg
2: i thought it was fantastic a lot of good kids and adults a nice little mix and mm-hmm. they seemed to be motivated and we were working well together it was great
0: I, and they seemed to like it i told colby there was the most positive comments and texts by students i've had in a long time like yeah. where people talked about how much they enjoyed it a lot of comments about you greg about how they one of the guys cedric who's lives mm-hmm. in chicago from new york cedric made the comment that he didn't know what to expect mm-hmm. And actually, this was Mark, a guy from Florida. He said he didn't know what to expect, and he'd read the itinerary. And he didn't figure possibly how it could work.
2: That's what everyone was <laughs> <before. Yeah>,
0: right? <laughs> and he's like, and he goes, "Then it was amazing." He's like, "I'd be just standing there, and all of a sudden, Greg start talking to me." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Next thing I know, I looked up. It's like 40 minutes later, and I've had this great talk." And then he said, "Like, couldn't believe how much everybody cared, how much yep. energy everybody had for what they do." So I thought it was great. Here we're with the best best players in the world. Are here this week up at Brookline, Colby? You and I have talked before about what the best players do and how bad they want it, how hard they work, and it's no secret that the best players are the best players in the yeah. world. And and even at the U.S. Open, to guys like walking the range, like you see some folks clearly that are just happy to be here, mm-hmm. but then you can see the difference between the people that are here and expect to have a chance to compete and be here. Yeah. Talk a little bit about. From your experience, I mean, like, JT, congratulations on the, obviously, on the PGA win. Thank you. I mean, talk about how hard he works and, 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 and the story about how, like, I mean, he wins PGA and then he goes and he wants a workout.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, we always talk about this. I think what the best players do the most is to be able to stay consistent. Mm-hmm. Like, they stay on plan. Nothing really breaks their focus or their, their commitment to the process mm-hmm. is what I see more than anything. I think they do a lot of the little things the right way, too. right? So, and to be able to do that says a lot about them, right? Yeah. You know, and then it and then the results kind of speak for themselves, is the way I look at it. You take somebody like JT; he's he's always in the process, like he's he's always wanting to get better. Like he's always, you know, we won the P, he won he won the PGA Championship, and we literally were in the gym Monday at nine a.m. in Dallas. Mm-hmm. So I mean. The thing for me is is the consistency over the time so that we we have an opportunity to do things and they always choose to stay on plan. And
0: I think it's hard because I've had players have great stretches and great years, and then it's human nature to rest on your laurels a little bit, right? Not go and do all the workouts and do all the things that happen that are what got you to X, Y, or Z for a year, yeah. and then and then you're like, well. Why am I playing bad? Well, I mean, are you going to the gym mm-hmm. all the time? Are you doing this? Are you talking to? This? I think it's hard. That's that's it's rare, but that it's hard. JT's a rare bird with
1: that. Yeah, I mean, he is in in a lot of sense of saying that. And then there's also a lot of other guys that are like that too. Mm-hmm. I think they all have traits and and Dawkins kind of speak on this. It's like they set goals, and but there's always more goals. Mm-hmm. You know, I think. Well, so when you go in the gym
0: with JT after the PGA. Yep. and you're wanting to get better. He's just won a major, his second yep. major, comes from behind. What are you working on to get better? I mean, what is? is I mean, obviously oh, from a body standpoint.
1: Yeah, we're just staying immersed in the process. Like our goal at the beginning of the year and off season, we wanted to get a lot stronger. We wanted to build his body up to be able to play actually more tournaments this year really? than he would he normally would. This is the first year that he actually played before the majors. Right, I noticed he that. He went into that stretch, and he wanted to see how his body would respond to that. You know, when I sat down, it would have been to the year, because, like, when we got off from the playoff last year, he had lost a bunch of weight. Mm-hmm. He felt like he lost some strength. Well, that's a direct correlation to not getting in the gym when you're on the road. So these guys, you know, what I try to preach to all my guys, to JT, to Max Holman, to Taylor Gooch, to Lucas Glover, to Harold Warner, like the guys that I have an opportunity and I'm fortunate to work with, is we ha- always have to stay on plan, mm-hmm. and we're not going to deviate from the plan. We're gonna we're gonna trust the process. We're gonna do the work, and we're gonna let the results take care of themselves. So my goal for him was, which was I was so excited about because he was waiting. I was I was getting ready to text him, because the way I look at it is. You won a trophy yesterday. Yeah, like today's a new week. New week. Day. New week. Time he was get, playing and the it's next time week. to get started. So, the what what actually I got. I mean, I was completely ecstatic. I got a text from him first that he wanted to get in the gym. And if you go back five and a half years ago, when I first met JT, JT was a guy that didn't like to work out. And he literally, when he called me, said, "You're going to have to make me work out because I hate it." <laughs> and I was like, "Well, we're going to fix that, you know." And it's it just shows the evolution of JT from a commitment standpoint practicing and just his commitment to be one of the best in the world to be one of the best players in the world to get to them one in the world like that's what he's willing to do he's willing to make those sacrifices you can drink the beer out of the cup and but monday you got to get back to work Mm -hmm. because there's going to be guys waiting for you
0: because it's a new week and i was impressed one i noticed i actually had noticed this week last week that he played that's the first time i'd ever seen him play the week before majors Mm -hmm. and then I noticed that he played in Dallas the week after, and I was like, well, "That's different, mm-hmm. right?" So you got to be—he's got to be doing something different to be yep. where he wants to do that. Yep. Greg Let's also speaks how Greg.
2: challenging major weeks can be because these guys we're talking about have such consistent routines, and then you throw them in a circus like a major, and things can get off kilter quite a bit, yep. right? There's there's more responsibilities they have. There's more people they have to talk to. There's more—I don't media stuff they have to do. So to remain consistent in the face of a changing schedule or a schedule that's not consistent is, is what these guys also do. I think that's really impressive, mm-hmm. right? So one of the guys I got last two days was off the schedule. Like things were a little bit off. There was too much other stuff going on, good stuff, but mm-hmm. like stuff that consumes some time. Today, a greater commitment to making more time for himself and things fall into place. So to be able to be flexible but be consistent at the same time, especially in weeks like this, I think is really, really
0: important. I I said to Grayson last week Mm -hmm. when we texted about the schedule, and I said, like, you go to every Corn or tour event and you're expecting to have a chance to contend. And he's like, well, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, why would this week the schedule be any different than what you do the other week? Correct if you believe you're good enough and he's like okay well he's like makes sense and i Mm -hmm. said like so in a normal if you go to a tour event where you've played before Mm -hmm. you would play nine holes on monday or monday tuesday if you're not in the pro-am you just practice right or whatever or you play nine hole pro-am and i said but it's really challenging at these events to keep them because like i think one of the things that i got to do better at this but like he got in on saturday night well he's He's antsy anyways. He's chomping at the bit today. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it's, yeah. you know, it's it's that's to me is what we do. Yeah. Some of the most challenging at these events is to make them
1: stay in their schedule. Yeah, my the big thing that I try to do more than anything is keep it as consistent as possible on my end. Right. Like right. I know we look, we know it's major week. So that's going right. to be enough stress in itself. Yeah. Like what I'm trying to do is I want them to feel when they're in the gym Like, this is where we're going to do the work, and it's going to be consistent in this, like, how we do it. Like, Mm -hmm. we're still going to get in three this week. That's their safe place. Correct. Like, I want them to to feel like it's just a normal week, and we're just getting to work, and we're getting stuff that we need to do. We're still addressing the things we might be addressing from a body standpoint. If we're constantly trying to get the body better, we're constantly wanting to make it move better. We want to train it in the right planes. So I'm not going to get them in on a, like a major week and all of a sudden I make them do this completely different workout that they've never seen before. Right, Never you wouldn't like, do. Whoa, it. and then it, it kind of throws them it's off. It's funny everything. you say that because that's
2: I notice that a lot of majors is mm-hmm. the approach to to the practice rounds changes. Yeah, like they feel like and the courses are challenging. Don't get me wrong, and more challenging probably, or they're new. That they have to do more work on the golf course mm-hmm. because of that and then come wednesday night thursday morning they're dead
1: yeah they got nothing left yeah and that's what i try to do i want them to listen to their body so I'm, I'm constantly communicating like a perfect example is like today i had two guys that i was gonna train today and i said hey man just get off your legs and one guy that was overseas came over and another guy just had a ton of media stuff and it was just a lot of stuff for today and we just we just we can go tomorrow like, right. you know, it's like it's nothing. I don't want to be put any more external stress on them than they already have. So, you know, it's that we're going to be able to get it done. But sometimes you got to adapt, you got to change.
0: From a teaching standpoint, I try to keep everything very familiar with only working on, I mean, I don't introduce anything different, mm-hmm. right? And I, I mean, I don't see it, but I, I have seen teachers do it. But like for me, my thought is always like it should be as familiar as possible, yeah. and you should be talking about stuff that you've done and had success with because they're already under enough stress yeah, the and they're done. wound so
1: tight, the right? The work should be yeah. done. Yeah. Like now yeah. it's go time. The That's work's right. done. If you're trying to get everything, if I'm trying to get their glute to just start working the week of the <laughs> U.S. Open, like we're in a bad spot. Well, you said something once too that, <clears throat> that stuck with me. I don't because you, you said more isn't better better right. is better right absolutely. so there's
2: a tendency to want to do more yeah. on weeks like this yep. and that's one it's going to burn you out and two it's right. not part of your normal schedule yeah. you don't need to do anything different and that's a message for regardless yeah, of what level you're to say. At. that's yeah. like high
0: school golfers because oh, i know yeah. you know we have like i have all these high school golfers down where i live and they the future masters is next week mm-hmm. huge junior time mm-hmm. you got all these people and they're like he really needs an extra special to though. No, he did. he just needs to keep doing what he's doing, yeah, right? Right. Uh, the work's like, done, right. Like, like the work's we, done.
1: We yeah. talk about it all the time. If you're doing the work and you're you're immersing yourself in your process and your programming, in the gym, then nothing changes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the work's done. Mm -hmm. like so we're just going to be consistent it's going to be like we're back in the gym like we're always all like we're not we're not trying to reinvent anything or try to change anything from a dynamic standpoint because the work's already done so like when you come into a week then you can just go play golf
0: and it was interesting because i i saw that with you even on a junior level a week ago when i brought the kids in in jupiter Mm -hmm. that are our elite program yeah and the one girl steph had a qualifier i think the next day right so you didn't do, you did real familiar stuff with her, with her golf, with us, with working on her golf. Course. Oh, yeah. But didn't do anything that was going to make her uncomfortable. No, no right? chance. And, no. and then she comes, you know, and then the parents text her, like, they're so happy. And you're kind of like, we did, you're always, you make your living yeah. not doing anything, Greg. I felt like we did that a little. <laughs> I well, right? mean, but that,
1: right? that's, that's a hard thing to do for people, Correct. Right? get them to do nothing. Right? Well, and the big thing for me, too, is, is I already knew, I looked at you and I knew mm-hmm. that if I made her do something, and if she just felt a little off then it's game over right like she would have never wanted to talk to me about fitness ever again because mm-hmm. she would have basically said i was sore from doing that workout and that's why i played back right and i wasn't going i'm not going to bring the athlete down that lane I you know it's, you. it's a process so it's a process for us too like we have right we have you know our process of how we do things the way i do things the way dr greg does things even the way you teach things like we're at this level for a reason, mm-hmm. you know. It's not something that we jump off kilt and, you know, the reason why Doc is successful as he is, the reason why I send my NFL guys and anybody I can to him mm-hmm. because I know the He's type saying. of person he is, you know, yep. and the type of work he does, right. and it, pr- it speaks for itself. He's not, in my opinion, this group, and why I've said it a thousand times, why well, I'll drive to Miami, I'll drive anywhere, I'll, I'll do those camps for the rest of my career because it means something. Yep, same right. to me you know
2: and we have a i think a similar approach in very different fields of simplifying things right Mm -hmm. making them enjoyable or Mm -hmm. understandable right some of the stuff you do is complicated a lot of the stuff you do is in terms of your understanding of it but you're able to take it and give it to a kid and he's like oh i get it right Mm -hmm. same with with the golf swing
0: And, and i think we filmed a video. I showed him a video of a player that's struggling, mm-hmm. came back, and I showed it to Colby today, and we filmed a little video mm-hmm. in the player services building, mm-hmm. right? That was super simple, and he and Colby gave me this great explanation about, what was it, neuro? Were you neuro-loading the hip? Neuro-loading the hip, right? right. Talked about it and explained it, and we had talked about some of that stuff down at Doral. I sent this guy a seven-second video mm-hmm. with a drill that did it without him having to think about it, yeah. right? And that's, to me, the beauty well, of it.
2: Kobe uses that term with an, a kid. The kid's going to zone out. Correct. But he he's able to explain what that means in, in simple terms, and they, they're they attracted to that. It's yeah. you
1: know, it's It makes it more fun, I guess, too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me, it, it's... It's results-driven, of course, but right. you want them to understand. Like, I can impress you with all these fancy words and this scientific research, but at the end of the day, the kid's not loading his right side. So in the end, that's what it is. At the end of the day, like, if you do X, then you're going to be able to load your right side better. When you think about reactive neuromuscular training, when I'm trying to pull you in to that swing fall, or that muscle imbalance, I'm correcting it. So, I mean, you can get deeper. There's plenty of layers yeah. to the onion, but at the end of the day, it's, it's a lot easier to me to say stand on one leg if you stand on one leg and you rotate into your trail leg you're going to load your hip better mm-hmm. and I'm fixing foot instability, ankle mobility, knee stability hip mobility all in that exercise and he just thinks he's turning on one leg.
0: But it does a lot I think that's one of the arts of coaching teaching, training, what you do Greg is being able to get a bunch of stuff done without having to tell them a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. Right? right? And
2: Make connections with people and look, and we do joke like i help people do nothing right but athletes don't want to do nothing because they think well if i'm not doing something i'm not working hard enough or i'm being complacent yeah well go play a bad round and try not to go to the range that's hard that takes that takes that's discipline hard. that takes hard work it's easy to just walk up to the range and bang balls anyone could do that
0: especially for somebody that's grown up or is coming up where they're Like people like you're talking about, Jake, like they've been programmed their whole life that if you hit more balls or you work harder, you're going to be more successful. Right. right? And so guarantees you you can work hard and you got nothing to show for it in this game. Right. Sometimes. Right. But like, so it's hard to do that. Mm -hmm. Very hard to let go. Yes. When is the right time to go to the range, Greg? When is. If you you like it. when you play bad, like what? What? So, because I think this is a good question for folks when they play bad, yeah. or parents that have kids, right? So when the kid plays bad, what's the right way for them to to get better to practice? I go think
2: ahead? if you shift your perspective on what a session after the round means, it's not to fix anything; it's to make yourself feel good. And if you enjoy it, have at it. If you think it's going to make you a better player or fix what you've already done, I don't think it's going to do it. I mean. I would venture to say 90% of the time you have a bad round or hit the ball bad, nothing's wrong. You just got in your own way a little bit or things didn't go your way or you compounded some errors, but it's always going to still be in there. Look, some people like hitting balls. You like doing it. I think fa- it's making you better all the time. It's not, it's, that's not
0: correct. I've found, especially over the last few years, that if somebody goes and has a bad round when they've been on a good path and they're playing well, there's one of a few things one they're up something's messed up in their setup and it's simple right. or two their body's not moving as well as it normally does right. i can't tell you how many times i've said something to colby and you look at the video and you're like well there's no way this guy's hips or whatever right. and then you ask the player and they're like oh, i slept terrible last night or i you know i went out and i had a of drink didn't drink any water or stuff like that or they've you know, they've." Whatever parents got rarely, on a kid or something. Rarely
2: like. the golf swing. I think it's a lot of that. It's a lot of stories you tell yourself about what what the round means, and you're getting in your own way, and you're getting all tense and right mentally. But I think it's rarely specific technical thing that has to do with the golf swing.
0: I agree I don't I don't think you roll out of bed and all of a sudden your golf swing's very different from the day before. You may not be moving as well. ball might be in a different <laughs> spot. You might be aimed a little different. But it's more that to me, it's more you, for me. Like my work, when you get them to a tournament, you got to keep their body moving the way it needs to be, and they've got to be thinking the way they need to be. Normally, as from a golf coach perspective, poor performance at a tournament is normally one of those two things. Mm-hmm. If I've done my job before they get there,
2: yeah. yeah and I think players, just gets back to doing what's easy. It's easy to just say, "Hey, my golf is screwed up. I got to fix
0: it." Right. Right. And everybody thinks that if they go to the range, and I think one of the things we battle is, and Colby, you're so good at this with our folks at the retreats, like is understanding that there's really not like one more thing that we're going to give you that's going to make you a superstar. It's really getting better at the two or three things that we're asking you to do and just getting better at doing them more of the time.
2: That's what it is. I mean, the guys that come to the retreats and girls or players, when they've achieved a certain level of physical competency, all it is is trying to, is getting it out more times, right? That's it. You don't have to get any better.
0: So you're at the U.S. Open, yeah, or you're at the Future Masters. What can you do to help you access, because that well, that's what we've talked about before, access and you're good more, the, access, more
2: of it. Yeah, I think what happens with with athletes in every sport is they start engaging too much in the stories they tell themselves and what they're thinking and not what they're doing, right? This shot means this. I have to do this. Oh, good players don't think that way. I can't think that. i got to do it. You haven't done anything yet. <laughs> yeah, and you swing the golf club doing that, mm-hmm. right? So, like, we talked to the kids down there this weekend, and I think people are sort of relieved to know this: that there's no wrong way to think, until you think what you're thinking is wrong. Because I mean, there's been guys win majors
0: that are that have negative attitudes, right, and say absolutely, we get stuff mad at themselves. themselves.
2: There's nothing. There's no right way to think, but if you think what you're thinking is incorrect, you're going to try to change it, and now you've created a problem.
0: So from your standpoint, Colby, this week, like what do people need to do, whether a junior golfer, you're here at the U.S. Open? What what are the keys or what are the things to be able to perform better?
1: I think it's it's believing and knowing what you're doing is right. Mm-hmm. Like you're doing the right stuff. Like you, you it's what you want to do It's what you're trying to accomplish. And then you're you're invested in that process. And it's believing your process works for you. Your your process doesn't have to be. The next guy's process the way you warm up doesn't need to be the way JT warms up and the way you warm up doesn't need to be the way you know John Rahm warms up like it's your warm-up and I think the sooner the more you own it then it becomes yours and you have to own it you got to own your work but you also got to own the fact that you can't be mad about the results you get for the work you didn't do Wow that's good, and that's what I tell my guys. Like, if you want this and you want that, you set these goals. That's fine. We can accomplish these goals, but you got to own it. Well, let
0: me ask you this, Greg. Do you think some of the anger, or not anger, but some of the frustration from players when they play poorly, is more frustrated with themselves because they know they didn't do some of the work? And they yeah, I think they there's some touch touch, you know, yeah. Where it doesn't guy, mean there's got to be a guy goes like that. He had a good chance coming into a tournament. And they don't play good and they go like, I know I wasn't in the gym or I know I took that week off and I went and I did this. You know, there's got to be something. Of-
2: I think so. I think there's that. It, it's the it's judge. They start judging themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's hard not to. But that's a purely physical thing. A guy runs out of gas because he wasn't, didn't put the work in. You can't swing the golf club like you're supposed to. Right. You need a lot of energy. Not just physical, but mental energy it takes up a lot of energy and you gotta be prepared for that.
0: Kobe talking about mental energy. You, I've learned a lot from you, I've been with you at a bunch of tournaments, about how much dang food you've gotta eat when you're on there. Like I don't think that's something very many people Yeah I mean, like you have it's amazing yeah. how much I remember when Smiley was at Augusta, like and, and I remember we all watched that like and it's the same for a kid playing in a big tournament, yeah. like man they mm-hmm. they exert a lot of effort and energy.
1: Yeah. I mean, just because you're a, you're a young adult or you're younger, doesn't mean you still don't need food and fuel and nutrients. And you need, it's what you put in your body. Like I tell the other you would put diesel in a Ferrari. <laughs> so if you're going to put diesel in you, then you're going to probably get that result. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, like it requires, like, like Doc says, that like you expel so much energy physically, but also mentally draining. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's physically tired and it's mentally tired you know where you're out there and then when you have both and it's really bad you know so I mean it's like like I tell those guys at the retreat and those kids at the retreat like it's literally if you walk up to the starting tee first tee and they say you can have three extra clubs today what would you yeah, right. like every one of them would do it. right so <laughs> even Kobe at this level, you see many mm-hmm. guys don't I know and that's what and I see all the time. Like I, I, I usually, I basically make a living, basically making guys make guys drink water and eat food. Yeah, right. Like that's right. part of my job. Like, like you'd be amazed how many guys I walk up on a putting green and I've been watching them grind with a putting coach or a short game coach, and I'm watching them and I make a loop and there's no, I know they hadn't. They hadn't drank any water, hydrated, or ate any food. It's so it's great. like, what do you expect to happen?
2: It's a great selling point for our team. Colby uh, helps guys drink water and I help guys do nothing. That's right.
0: Yeah, hydration and nothing. Right, hydration and nothing. a
1: simple formula. Yeah. Look, I tell my guys the same thing. Like number one, you have your fitness and your nutrition, and your recovery is literally like having three extra clubs in your bag. Mm-hmm. some guys like fitness they don't like doing the recovery they don't eat right so you only get one club today so it's the same thing so you can't have one without the other and what i'm trying to do is like if we're trying to accomplish a goal and it's like anything else it's like four tires on a car you have to have rest you have to have recovery you have to have nutrition you gotta have the fitness side so if you're not willing to do that if we're goal is a mile down the street, we only got two tires on a car. We're never going to get there. Right. And that's what I try to make them. That goes back to them owning it. That goes back to them doing and immersing themselves in the process and making the steps to get better. And the, the, the good thing is, is when you start to see guys start to make that transformation, they start to own it more, like they're more conscious about what they're doing. I want guys to eat after every three holes. Yeah. And I don't care if you have to go to the bathroom and urinate because that means everything's working, so that's good. That's right. So at the end of the day, like that's not a bad thing when you have to pee or you have to go to the bathroom like three times around compared to none. Like, none is a bad sign. From a physiological <laughs> standpoint, <laughs> right. that's oh, a yeah. bad sign. It's already yeah. too late. Yeah. So now I'm trying to get you to concentrate and make critical decisions and like be strategic on the golf course. And if you're dehydrated at 2%, you already start to lose cognitive response and abilities. And if you get down to as little as 5%, which is really not a lot, you're already starting to lose performance, like strength and speed. And it all goes in And then that's when you start to see the second day, the next day, their body starts to be tired and, and more sore. Because, like, you're not giving the body what it needs to recover and heal and be able to perform. How do you help somebody recover?
0: And also, like, well, how, is,
1: how important is the recovery part also to mental fatigue? It's just as mental fatigue. To me, recovery is just as important as a training. Because, like, I'm going to train you for an hour. And you've got 23 other hours to do the stuff that you need to be able to do to recover correctly and hydrate and all that stuff. So recovery is just as important as training. So you have to drink the, the fluids. you got to be hydrated you got to put the right nutrients in your body the electrolytes and the calories that are good calories like i said if you put diesel in a ferrari it's not going to go it's the same thing with the human
0: body you don't see as many guys walking around tour events anymore drinking diet cokes all day like you used to and stuff like that you know i mean you really don't and i was talking with somebody at golf magazine that they like he was luke was bringing up to me how different he thought what we did was where colby was like the lines between swing coach Fitness performance coach, mental performance coach, mm-hmm. aren't that different anymore. We all kind of do a lot of the same things, and we all work together as a team. Yeah. And he was saying how he thought that was different, and I, and I, but I do think that is like we all know our lines and swing, sing from the same songbook. But we all,
1: we all have a lot of the same responsibilities yeah. towards keeping the player on their mm-hmm. old deal. Yep, yep, I agree, and that's one of the the fortunate things that I enjoy being on this team because to be a team, you have to work together. Right. And I, I think that's what we all do so well. We do work good together. Agreed. Greg, what do you think is
0: going to be a key for somebody playing well this week? You know, I mean, it's a grueling week. I think this is, yeah. all the four majors, I think this is kind of like, because we all know the whole deal with where the U.S. Open tries to beat the heck out of you and keep it around par. Yeah. Like, to me, it's you almost be... see guys that look like today on the range, almost like they're dreading it a little bit. You can tell the ones that yeah aren't sharp.
2: I think you said it. there are some guys that are just happy to be here and they're having a good time, which hey, maybe that'll be a good thing. But uh, we were walking out today and they're already syringing the greens like it's going to get crispy and it's going to get blown a little bit. And it could be really
0: hard. It could be dicey by Saturday. Yeah. Sunday.
2: So cliche patience, but Bo- bogeys aren't bad sometimes. Right. And there's a few holes that are gettable out there and you just got to be maybe a little more aggressive on those. But if you stay patient avoid big numbers it's the same thing with every major I guess but this really puts that to the test it's not a, a gonna be a birdie fest, obviously
0: I think if you could stay patient and then I think going to Colby stuff I think if you stick with your thing and you do the recovery because I think you see every year you see guys they're up there through Friday start to fade a little Saturday and Sunday you look at the board and they're nowhere Right. to be seen their golf game didn't just fall apart right. on saturday and sunday right? Yeah. That's right it's intense pressure so it
2: is it's
0: a lot. you know awesome stuff guys always colby thanks for all you do for us Yep, man it helped so much i mean those kids are getting so good and and the and i know all the folks in the elite program had a blast with us and doc thanks for doing nothing
2: You got it. Anytime. I'm happy. I'm happy
0: to do it. I mean, hosting me. I mean, what more could a person need? That's
2: true. That's not doing nothing.
0: You guys are awesome. I appreciate y'all sitting in. Appreciate Uh,
2: you guys. Thank you.